0: One of the number one reasons people do not fulfill their dreams is because they think they're for others and so they don't even get started. Today we're going to talk to Tiffany and Jared Wingert who have gone from dreamers to doers and they're going to take you on their journey. Welcome to the What Could Go Right podcast. I'm Emily Orton.
1: And I am Eric Orton.
0: And on the What Could Go Right podcast, we talk about personal growth, family connections, and parenting adult kids. So let's dive in. I'm excited for you to meet Jared and Tiffany.
1: So first of all, Jared and Tiffany, thank you for doing this. And I'm just going to say briefly uh, how we met. Hi.
2: Sounds great. Thanks for inviting us.
1: Yeah, you bet. You bet. We, we've been looking forward to this. So Tiffany, maybe you can help me remember. I, I, th- I think you reached out and you, you signed up for one of our video courses way back when, and we've kind of kept in touch via email and then we jumped on a discovery call, had a really fun conversation, and then you guys were off at some retreat, a, a, not, not one that we were doing, but something else. and um, And after that, we reconnected and and you ended up deciding that it would be fun for us to work together through coaching and and we we did that last year. And then uh, we all just went we went sailing together in La Paz, Mexico in December. Um, and then we actually, I should backtrack before that you were rolling through town where we live and you were going to an outdoor concert that you invited us to. So we got to hang out in person and meet your whole family, which was a blast. And then, then we went sailing. So were there any highlights in there that I missed?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing was I read your book Mm It's seven and C and I don't know if you know this part, because after that we're like, yeah, we're totally moving on a sailboat and we were talking to some friends of ours, and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to do it too. We're going to move together on a sailboat." Yeah. And years passed. <laughs> I kept reading your stuff, and
2: that was that was the number one goal on our our list of New
1: Year's resolutions. No way. Like I, I did not know that. So you read our book, and then you were saying, "Hey, let's go live on a boat."
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's still that's still a possibility on that list, but that was kind of the start, and then it just kept years kept passing, and I would read emails or read things you'd done. And I read your other um, book, Knock, and had talked to Jared about it. But yeah. And then I think you had offered a discovery call. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. Jared wasn't totally on board. He was totally on board
0: for the sailing.
3: Yeah. And Tiff shared (laughs) your book with me. I really enjoyed it. So he's like, I
0: like the sailing part. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so fun. What a surprise. Well, tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, like who you are. So our listeners will know.
1: Yeah, we know, but we'd love for our, our, about our, you. anyone listening to just get a sense of who you guys are.
2: Great. Well, we've been married for twenty plus years. We've got seven kids. We live in Washington, Central Washington. Um, we homeschooled our kids for ever since our oldest was in first grade. Yeah. Uh, lived kind of as nomads a little bit. We <laughs> we moved around a lot for school. So we were we were in Utah and then South Carolina. Well, Washington, South Carolina, Missouri, and then. Washington again so we've moved around quite a bit um, we've really enjoyed seeing new places and meeting new people and every time we've gone someplace most places we've been have been far away from family so that's been a big deals um, finding people to connect with and you know make good friends wherever we go
0: um,
2: but mm-hmm. we've been here for about five years in the uh,
3: in
0: central Washington. So nice. Um, Anything you want to add, else? Tiffany?
3: Um no, I mean we have one married daughter and a son in law, so that's a new adventure. It's really fun actually having married kids. I mean, you guys have a few new married kids, so newly
1: really married, really yeah. We're them. we're right there with you.
0: Yeah, we we are loving it and I love how you called it an adventure. I definitely see having a family that way and it's always some new iteration of, of what our family looks like as we go through different stages. I also loved that you were saying Jared about, um, living far away from family for most of your life, you've really been focusing on how to make connections and that kind of connects actually with the, the dream that you have, that we have, that we were talking about last year when we were coaching, um, Will you kind of tell us your big idea and where it came from?
2: Sure. Um, it was kind of hard to remember where it came from. <laughs> we're kind of reaching back into the recesses of our memory, like where where this all started. Um, when we lived in Missouri, you know, we had land was cheaper there, and we had quite a bit of land, and um, we would have we'd have parties at our house. We in the fall time, we'd have this apple party. We'd invite people to and really enjoyed having a lot of people over and just um, just having that time to, to socialize with friends. And Tiff and I have always had this interesting um, fight, this balance that we tried to strike because I really enjoy having a lot of people in a big group and Tiff feels definitely more like comfortable. Like deep,
3: yeah, personal connections. And Jared's like, let's invite 200 people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, I have no problem inviting more people. And every time, every time I mentioned, <laughs> hey, what's, what's wrong with inviting 200 people? It's like, oh, maybe it's too many people. Maybe it doesn't fit. It <laughs> won't be fun because we can't talk to anyone. So it's always, it's always, every time we plan a, an event, it's been something like that where we try to find that, that, that uh, happy medium, that number that uh, is acceptable for, for both of us. So, um, Anyway, that having, having events like that, and then moving to, moving here to Washington, um, we just, there was something about the move here that made it, made it harder to make friends. It felt like it was a little more, there was a, a little more of a wall to break and mm-hmm. we just felt there's I don't know what it was exactly, but there's a lot of, a lot of different factors. I guess I know some of them but there was a lot of factors that came into play that made it more difficult to develop those friendships and it just felt like there's a lot of people experiencing that same thing or just a lot more disconnect, a lot more loneliness. and
3: We I tried know. to do our apple party and everyone kind of stood around looking at each other and we we're like, okay, we're going to have to change gears here. This is not Washington.
2: Different. Yeah. Something's different. Yeah. But along those same lines, so that was, that was one track of the, of the, creation of the dream. And the other was that we've always kind of been drawn towards kind of having a homestead or, or someplace that could be uh, an area of land that people could come to and and either enjoy a, a U-Pick farm or, or a petting zoo or something like that. <laughs> something, that something that was kind of natural and um, inviting. And so we've talked about buying more land or, Finding a home that had was on more land and that, that we could build something like that, and so these ideas were all jumbled in our heads and kind of at some at some point we, Tiff kind of <laughs> pinned me down and said what are you thinking of what are, what is your dream tell me tell me what you're and I finally put it into words and she's like I like that so it was
3: well and I think you're not mentioning because he'd had kind of this dream and he called it his happy place yeah. But he was afraid, like, he never actually said it out loud. And so mm-hmm. he'd kind of have this in his mind. And then, yeah, finally, when I was like, what? Like, tell me what you're talking about. And he was like, well, <laughs> I actually have like it this. all in my head. And it's called The Happy Place. And like, okay.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting conversation. Like, I actually like that dream. Let's do that. And so that was the first time I said it out loud and, you know, got a good response that was like, oh, yeah.
1: Well, and, like a good thing. and obviously we know what it is because we've been working with you on it for the past while, but for everyone that's new to it, why don't you take a crack at describe, may, you know, maybe it's the version that you had at that time, or maybe it's the version you have now, but just kind of, kind of for everyone listening, how would you describe what the happy place is? Because I know you were kind of feeling your way towards it for a while. And then you, you said something, yeah. you, you said something out loud. Right. And that was, I think, so, describe what it, what I think
2: it is now.
0: Mm-hmm. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go yes. for it.
2: Yeah. Um, so, what we're thinking is, it's some kind of venue where people can come to, and kind of our focus would be connections to help people make stronger connections, growth where they have an opportunity to, to improve themselves, learn more, uh, develop some, some skills, skills yeah. some knowledge.
3: Um, nature, something with nature, gardening, or.
2: Yeah, we, we cooking class-
3: classes from, you know, being out and learning how to do this skill of gardening and then cooking for people. And
2: so the, the way we classified that third element was peace. So so connection, growth and peace are kind of our the focus of, of this venue. And, mm-hmm. and the elements of it are still, you know, fluid. <laughs> yeah, still fluid. That's a good. Give, word give us
1: it. some of the me- choices on the menu because it's, it's pretty compelling stuff
2: so uh, there would have a, a venue that would be kind of like a barn uh, that would be large enough for um, like a wedding gathering or a party or family reunion type gathering.
3: We used to do in Missouri, some um, English country dancing, and it was awesome. She so could have a ton of people. No one had to know how to do it because there was a caller. So you just come and they would tell you what to do. And so we thought, Oh, oh that would be fun. Like, Kids or adults or families could all do something like that.
2: The full spectrum of age groups would come together yeah. and dance together. And it was really kind of cool. Um, so we, something like that. There's We drew a lot of inspiration from places that we visited. So there's there's a glamping place near Bear Lake that um, mm-hmm. comes to the ranch that we went to. Like That's really cool. We did a trip at, um, in Maui. And we... we found cheap tickets, but couldn't find a cheap place to stay. And so we ended up deciding we we're going to camp on the beach in Maui and found this little private campground, Camp Olawalu, where we met some friends and had really strong connections there. felt like we developed some good friendships over the course of a week, just because of the environment.
3: Well, and it, I think that was one of our big ones because you had all these separate tents and random people from all over the world. And at night, everyone would come back from touring around and you'd have the parents cooking dinner, like getting their fires ready. And all the kids would be in this main kind of common grass area playing whatever game they made up to play. And the parents would sit around the fire and talk while the kids played. And we just thought, man, we didn't know any of these people three days ago. And even now, I still, you know, Marco Polo, some of them, my ki- my youngest has a friend in actually ended up not living far from us, but that was kind of one of the biggest ideas was just how can you have these strangers after a couple of days who just really connect mm-hmm. and it's like family and you have this strong community. And so that really influenced, we want to do something like that here and trying to figure out what is that and how, what's that yeah. look
2: like? So there's several other places that became our inspiration that gave us some ideas of elements that we would wanted to have. So other elements that we would include would be, um, like you said, a kitchen that we could have cooking classes, as well as it would double as a restaurant that people could come to and have a different kind of restaurant experience, where either you're cooking the dinner together or you're meeting, sitting at tables with strangers and getting to know people that you didn't actually come with. And there would be a, a stage where you, there can be performances and live music. And we always, we always love yeah. music has been a big part of our lives, and we really enjoy you know kind of outdoor concert feel um a natural playground for kids walking gardens that kind of give you that sense of of just peace and connection to nature and an area to meditate or um have that that time to just think and ponder
3: And since we've been clients with you guys and we've learned how to dream big, we're not sure how to incorporate this, but Jared's a waterfall guy. So somehow he's convinced there's got to be a waterfall on the property.
0: I'm into the waterfall. I think it's going to be a huge draw. Everybody's going to want to get their picture taken there. It's going to bring a lot of peace. Um, There's one people like to sit under the waterfall and meditate like that's a thing um so anyway i'm i'm in favor of the waterfall
1: <laughs> we're we're pro it's waterfall about water, moving water that just brings that sense of peace and you know. and so i think to maybe give to to kind of create a picture one of the ways that i know we've talked about it is for anyone that that knows where we live in salt lake there's a place called thanksgiving point that is has been a bit of an inspiration that's Big grounds, lots of events throughout the year. There is a waterfall.
0: They do music. Uh,
1: they do yeah. music. They have concerts. Another was, you. Uh, remind me the name of the oh. farm in Missouri <laughs> that you kind of drew some inspiration from.
2: Yeah, it's the, uh, I'm going to mess up the name, but it's the um, Agrico- Association for Agriculture, or what is it Columbia Association of Urban Agriculture, something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Like U.A.S. Mm-hmm. And that so, right. so there's that there's that's Thanksgiving right. point. There's um, what's the, what's the concert venue out near you guys that we talked about the, um, the, oh, the, g- gorge. the gorge. The gorge. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I, I mean, cause yeah. you're, you're trying to do something that in some ways is, I don't want to say it's totally unprecedented because there are people that have done similar things, but you know, you're trying, you're, you're finding your way towards describing a vision for something that's a little bit elusive. And and I think you guys have come so far, and I want to talk about where you started and where you've gotten to. Uh, but I think just just for everyone that's li- because we're the four of us are so familiar with it. I'm trying to help people that are listening get a capture the vision yeah. because it. I guess the point that I'm trying to get at is it's really ambitious. Mm-hmm. What you're describing is really ambitious. It's it's, it's- multifaceted. It it involves. People and connection and experiences, but it also involves real estate and it involves operations and funding and probably you know some a municipal level to it. Uh, and uh, there's just a complexity to it that I think has uh, has made it feel large, which I think has a lot of great things about it. It's a big daunting goal, but it also is something that is big enough that it's going to need the help of a lot of people to pull it off, which makes it inspiring, I think.
0: Well, I think it's as big, you have this big heart and at the heart of it, it's very simple. It's to fight loneliness, right? It's just to connect people. And so, um, keeping that center makes all this other stuff, administrative Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, you know, that's just kind of the details (laughs) required to get there.
1: So, so let me go back because this is something that you sat on for, a while, like this is something that years, you, years that you had in your mind, you wanted to do it. And you kept saying, we should, we should, we should, but there was not a lot of movement. So, so talk to us about that and then kind of what got you, what got you going?
2: Well, like you said, daunting is a good word. Uh, paralyzing is another one. Just...
1: <laughs> Spoken like a true <laughs> anesthesiologist.
2: <laughs> so, just feeling the size of it. Just like, okay, are we doing it, do we do this on a small scale? Do, do we make it somehow different with Yeah, not knowing where to start or how to how to tackle something this this big was. kind of like, okay, what? How do I do this? What do I do? I, I'm not. I'm probably not the right person for it. All these, all those, you
3: know, negative self-talk kind of ideas kind of came into play. Um, well, I mean, if we're being totally practical, how it started was, I had heard you were doing coaching. And I was like, Jared, I think we should do this. And he was like, No. If they cut the price by half, we'll do it. And I think he just said that knowing you would never do that. No, I didn't. <laughs> like, this, is, this is my out. Like, it's no, it. I could do it for this price. And really then.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, I know you're totally a half price fine.
1: guy. You told me. You told me. <laughs> I told you that.
3: Yeah. And <laughs> so then he was like, We were at this retreat because we've kind of had these ideas and not really moving forward. And we went to a retreat in St. George, just a couple's thing. And it was actually for people that were trying to start retreats and wanted to practice. Mm -hmm. And so they had people come and uh, my sister was a friend of theirs and said, Hey, you might want my sister. She's looking into doing something. And so they let us come. And while we were there trying to figure out would this be, how we want to set up this thing you we saw that you had posted like half price for this coaching i was like there like there it is we've got our half price and that's and honestly how it started and jared i think was like i'll just appease her and we'll do it and we it off
2: well i mean yeah so tip had already done the navigator framework um and i hadn't but i i really enjoyed the reading the book and you know i thought sure let's let's try it i know I believe that mentoring and coaching is a, an excellent tool. I just didn't have my, i have never done it. So
1: <laughs> M- and most people never have. Most people haven't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had my doubts mm-hmm. like what, what, uh, you know, what, what good is it going to do that I can't do myself? What value is it going to get somewhere else out of my, out of reading a book or watching mm-hmm watching a podcast or something. Absolutely. Like I totally
0: get that. So then we met up yeah. and we started talking. And what were some of the first steps that you felt like really were getting traction for you? Some of the things that you guys did?
2: Well, I mean, we started at ground zero with you guys. And so it wasn't when we started asking us to do the blue sky, uh, dreaming and and choosing an island. It wasn't like we had already focused on that dream. To be our island, we had a lot of different ideas, things that you know we got, we got other
1: dreams too. Mm-hmm. I was say, yeah, to do that. no,
0: and I feel like you stuffed a lot of them into the happy place. <laughs>
1: course, yeah, You're such a cheater.
0: And i afraid
3: to say that out loud. Like this is huge. Like if I say it out loud, we're gonna have to work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think be
2: accountable for it. So
3: yeah, and the biggest one. Do you remember the biggest step that we were both like, what that? You guys when, invited us to
2: do well. I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't probably our second or third time meeting where you said, "Hey, why don't you?" What would be the next step? What do you need to do to to get this figured out? And I think we had a couple ideas, but you said, "What if you contacted an engineer, a civil engineer, mm-hmm. and ask him what it would take? Get, what what is get the, some plans drawn up? What does the land yeah. need to look like, and what can he draw up some plans for you and get a, get an idea going?" We're like yeah sure <laughs> let's do it, but um, I think Eric, you might have I think you seemed a little bit surprised that we were ready to just say yes to that. You seemed like a big ask and maybe we just didn't consider what a big ask it was but
3: and then the engineer said no, very politely yeah. <laughs> I was like,
2: oh that's the shortened version of the story. <laughs> we had an appointment that they forgot about and then yeah. And we contacted. Him again. We did he's not like, have
3: credibility at that point.
2: That's true. He's like, "Well, you guys don't even have a lot, of, have a piece of land that you're talking about." No, we kind of want to get an idea of what the land needs to be. And he's like, "Well, that's not really my step in the process." <laughs> so come
3: back later. But he
2: did send us a nice email that gave us some good information. So it gave us said, "Like, listen, if you do this yeah. outside of city limits, these are the kind of things you'll need as far as water and and fire um, control." And that's a big deal. So if you do something outside of City Limits, it's it's going to be a big investment. If you find something inside City Limits and you can use the sewer and you can use their their fire abatement um, system, then, you know, that's... So that kind of got us looking at other, maybe different areas that we weren't considering before.
3: Well, and it kind of told us who to talk to next because up till that point, it was just us.
2: A lot of the things that... Uh, working with, uh, the two of you helped us with, with just having someone that was accountable that we knew that we were going to be getting back on a Zoom call with you and have to answer for what we've done. <laughs> and so it was helpful to have that kind of, uh, that motivation. Uh, and, and the challenges that you came up with saying, okay, once you, once you try doing this is your next step is, is great. You asked us to create a vision board that would be, you know, something that we could look at that could
0: I think it turned into a did it turn into a slide deck that you could share
2: yeah Yeah, that's what it became it wasn't going to fit on a vision board in my mind um, so we did a slide a Google slide presentation that had some of the inspiration and ideas and principles that we were focused on and that was great just having that to really firm up in my mind and be able to communicate in pictures to other people what we were thinking of you know, that's, that's still, I think, the best tool when people ask me, what is it you want to do? Like, Here, let me show you this. This, is, this will give you an idea. Um,
3: and you did. You started sending it to people, and I feel like that led to other people saying, oh, well, you should talk to so-and-so, or you should have a friend at the Park and Rec Department. You should talk to them. And
2: Yeah, so a friend of mine that I mentioned this dream to in the vague state said that he knew someone on city council had mentioned doing some similar projects. And I, I kind of knew this person on city council and I reached out to him through text in June. Actually, it was right after we started working with you guys. I, think, I don't know if that was one of your challenges or one of the things that I decided would be a good step to take. Um, texted him. Um, Tiff was real proud of me.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> she, she's a real accountability buddy.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And then I didn't hear anything back for months and just thought, oh, maybe I just, I don't know, assumed too much or, you know, all these negative self talk ideas came in. And then at some point um, in the conversation, that became the next step again. It's like, okay, I'm not going to get anywhere unless I, you know, do something with, see what, oh, it was, uh, so we reached out to, we we met the, chief operating officer of the Polynesian cultural center because he actually lives close to us. And, um, and I asked, send an email to him and shared the, the slide presentation. He's like, well, what does the city have anything like this? Are you in the works? That would be a good thing to know. The first thing he said was, wow. And <laughs> <all caps. laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so he, he was going out of town for several weeks, but, and said, you know, maybe you should just look into see what the city's doing. So I said, okay, I need to reach back out to my city council contact and see what see what uh, what's going on. And I texted him. He he never received my first text. Now it's October, so it's a few months, <laughs> four months later. Four months later, I finally follow up on the, the text. I didn't get a response to, and and he was all excited. He's like, yeah, we're working on something that is on similar lines, and we need something like this in the community. You know, why don't you come to the city council meeting this tomorrow and we'll talk afterwards? And so we had a good conversation and he put me in contact with the Parks and Rec director. And then.
3: Well, and we should say here too, where uh, we live, their land is super expensive and there's just not land in the city. It's there's land outside the city that has really tight restrictions on it, but yeah, there's no just plan not for land. Yeah, yeah, for anything. Years, so, so we kept saying, okay, we're moving forward with this, but this can take a miracle. How in the world are we going to find a place to put this? And then that's kind of where this guy comes in.
2: Yeah, so I, so I reached out to the Parks and Rec director and shared the our dream with him as well, and he was excited about it too. and said, I've, I've been wanting to do something like this forever since before I even worked when, with Kenwood Parks and Rec. And um, said, I have this pot- piece of land that we're not using right now we've been trying to figure out a good use for it and it's right by the river and it's in it's in this park part of the park is being utilized and this other part of the park is just not being used at all and it's kind of run down there used to be some structures on it and so so me and tiff and the city council member and the parks and rec director all planned a time that we could meet together on this piece of land to just talk about what, what possibilities could, could take place there. And uh, it was a really cool experience. I remember
1: you texted us pictures from the location. I think you, you may have wow. been there or had just been there recently. And I'm trying to remember where I was. Cause I feel like it was,
0: I think you were on a sailboat. I was, I was, out- I was at home and I, and I got these little videos of like looking at the property and it just like completely blew my mind. No matter how many times I see the process going from what you called the vague state, which I loved, the vague state to the vision state which is where we were talking about to this like we're standing on a property that could be where this happens with people we could partner with to make it happen and that was like in a course of less than half a year
1: (laughs) and and they're telling you i've been wanting to do something like this since i since i joined the city council and we have a we're yeah like our
0: community needs this (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's that's everywhere we turn, we just saw pe- people that were
2: supportive and excited and, you know, either giving us good, good advice and good direction or saying they want to jump on board and, and be a part of it. So it's just like really encouraging.
3: And then really soon after that, we talked to a guy from Missouri that Jared had mentioned that has kind of done something and
2: that same day was,
3: that, it was the same day,
2: the same day we we're on that property. I actually had to move my appointment. A phone appointment with him so that I could go to that property to match their schedules. And like, I told mm-hmm. them while we were meeting, is like, I'm actually have a conversation with someone that's done something very similar to what we want to do. It's a little bit different in the the,
3: the, the reason menu, why? Yeah,
2: yes. or the menu items that are on, yeah. but but very similar in the structure and the format. They're like, oh, that's awesome. Like we can find someone that's it's done something like we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We kind of follow, follow a similar pattern that they've done in a similar community. So yes,
3: yeah, so we talked to him and he pretty much emailed us every form and file he had of how he started through how to do a grant, how to just everything. And he was so willing to help. And yeah, it's so been amazing. Yeah.
2: In Columbia, the university of Missouri is there. And so they used the university as a great resource their advertising department, they the students in the advertising department put ads together for them and he shared those mm. he shared the the storyboards and the ads with us. Like this is how this is how you can present it to the community to make it appealing. Um, yeah. or even just just to clarify what it is. Um, he also shared their whole write-up. It's like a 30 page write up of their their grant proposal. Um, so so many great resources and just we we talked with him for over an hour, yeah. just getting some good advice from his where how he started and and became uh, I don't know what you call it it's a it's a five million dollar project at, at this point where just they built structures and used used the city property built their own structures and made this place for communities to gather and and do a lot of di- a lot of different activities mm-hmm. some very similar to to what we want to do.
1: So I'm not sure how to phrase this question but I kind of want to have a conversation. I want you to help me have the conversation between your current self or the, the 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 guy that was there on that day and your former self that was not ready to just say it out loud even to your wife. You, you know, what, what would those two what would what would you guys be saying to each other for that version of you and the former version of you?
3: The first thing that popped into my head is money doesn't matter. Like that was, I feel like our biggest thing was, how in the world are we going to pay? Like we don't have all this extra money to buy land and build a building. And,
2: Sounds like something you'd have to be a multimillionaire. To be yeah.
3: We just always thought, oh, those people can do that. And this was, I think our current self is like, yeah, we have no idea still how we're going to pay for this, but. We've realized that once you, once you kind of get in that current, you just meet people and somehow someone volunteers a piece of land, like, Hey, I have a piece of land. Why don't you use this? And maybe <laughs> we can work out Raymond or you know, it's just, and so I feel like that was a huge obstacle to get over was just throw that out and just don't work on that part yet. Just work on like, what would you do? The possibility
2: yeah. of it. And I feel like I kind of vacillate between the old version of me and the new me still, you know, day to day. But some days. I, we all do. I feel like no, worry. I still feel like, eh, this is, how can this really happen? Even though I've had so many good experiences along the way and so much encouragement, I still have days where I just feel like, oh, it's still, there's still a lot, a long way to go, a lot to do. Like Tip calls it the, the messy middle. That's kind of where feel we're not, we've made a lot of connections. We've, we've come a long way, but we definitely aren't to, you know, not breaking ground or, or building a structure yet. But,
3: um, but I think one of the wins and we had shared it with you and Jared met with um, the COO of the Polynesian Cultural Center. That he, at the end of it, Jared was like, well, if I decided to do a nonprofit, will you be on my board? And he was like, yeah, just depends on where I'm at. You know, if I live here or where I'm at, but yeah, call me when you're at that point. <laughs> we were kind of both just like, really, <laughs> like this isn't even. We don't even have an engineering drawing of a plan yet, and you're we like, yeah, I'll be on the board, and yeah, and he, and maybe in his mind, he's like, I probably won't be around, so I don't <laughs> have to. Worry. He was still willing to push us forward, like you know, not hold us back.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I talked with him for. I scheduled an appointment and met for about an hour and a half, and he, he kind of gave me his history and the whole history of the Polynesian Cultural Center and how it came to be and and some of the challenges they faced mm-hmm. and what how he could see, you know, glean some some wisdom from, from his experience, and, and it was really cool. But I, other than vacillating back and forth between the old me and the new me, I think I'm definitely more – I've always been – I guess spontaneous at times, and Tiff too. We, we kind of balance each other out in our our, I guess, moments of spontaneity. Um, but I definitely some of the evidences of what we've how we changed is. I know that we were talking about your sailing trips and how it'd be fun to do that. And just like, oh, that'd be so cool. And you know, we went to lunch, and I said, I want to just ask you why why not? Let's let's really consider doing this i think this would be really fun you think it'd be really fun i i think maybe we can make it happen let's and before we were just you know it was one of those things that we would just you know, say oh that would be fun
3: someday and, we'll do that yeah, yeah. someday yes
2: mm. <laughs> but that and you know there was another big trip that we took to guatemala um as a humanitarian trip that Would be, we hit a lot of obstacles along the way that could have been deal breakers.
1: And those two Um, trips were pretty close together. Like we said, we went sailing in Mexico, and then I think you were home for a few days or maybe a week, and then you took your next trip.
2: Yeah. Which was another reason we're like, oh, we couldn't do that. We got got this Guatemala thing coming up. We can't go to Mexico two weeks before. And it's Christmas,
3: you know, the Christmas and all this. So
1: we can't let our life get too awesome.
3: (laughs) Right.
2: right. (laughs) There's a a lot of things that leave us stop saying no to and just kind of start saying well why not what like you say what could go
3: right and asking ourselves do we really want this like some things I think we would say but we really didn't want it Mm -hmm. and other things it just kind of helped us be like okay do we really want to do this if we do then let's go for it we might not make it but let's just go for it and see what happens and it's it's opened up a lot of opportunities I feel like and we had talked about this earlier too just with our family for me Jared is all the phone calls and all the emails to people that's just not my thing and so for me probably the biggest change was just our family I every January so New Year's Day at least since we've been here we go to this really remote camp in a cabin that doesn't have anything except a wood-burning fireplace and we would do new year's goals and so when i started doing the navigators framework i did that with my kids and my family new year's day and it was okay like they had a hard time writing real dreams down i mean they wrote some things down but um then a few years later
2: they weren't thinking big no
3: it wasn't thinking big. it was like learn to catch a football and that's great like for little kids that's a big deal you know but it for me it just wasn't anything really inspiring. And so a few years later it was when we were working with you guys and kind of talking to them about the happy place and these things we wanted to do. Then I did this the activity again and was like, All right, let's let's sit down and write all your dreams. Like don't eliminate anything and they had some bigger dreams and it was just really cool to see how our family was changing because of things that we yeah. We're trying to do.
2: Yeah, I think the kids seeing us follow through on some of our dreams that gave them I don't know, permission, or yeah, a good example to follow, or just just the just the feeling of the culture was different in the homes.
1: So. Guys, that's huge. That's, such, that's huge, you. right there. And and when Emily, and I when Emily and I talk about this, we talk about it as double return parenting because you guys are doing the things that you want to. And and it's specific to you. It's not like Emily and I don't have a desire to create the happy place you do, and and but you're you're doing the things that light you up, and as you do, and first of all, you're building credibility with yourselves. You know, at least that's been my observation: is that you went from being dreamers to doers, and as I mean you, those
0: those were your words. You told us that's how we've changed. We and, do the stuff now,
1: <laughs> and as you've done that, I, I see your credibility and confidence with yourselves increasing not that you weren't unconfident people before you guys have been amazing all along and this is just a complete level up and then to see it rippling out to your kids and seeing them feel like oh what 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 else could I do or what you know how could I go bigger or and and so I first of all thanks for sharing that
0: I actually want to bring it back to that also because these things you're talking about like 4 months between getting a text message back or following up or um some of the steps are going to be really long arcs, right? Cultivating a relationship with the parks or the city council, like it's going to be, um, there's going to be some time (laughs) between, um, like you said, when you're actually breaking ground. Um, and so we talked about how sometimes that it's exciting to get that email or have that conversation, but it sometimes feels like we aren't really doing anything. And so I remember Eric had invited you guys to another challenge um, so that you could feel that one-on-one connection or create an opportunity for neighbors to connect um, prior to the complete and full realization of the happy place. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, what the challenge was, how you felt about it and how your whole family got involved and then sort of how it played out.
2: Well, we mentioned it to one neighbor who is very, very outgoing that we wanted to get some people in the neighborhood together. And he was like, yeah, I think I could, I could help with that. If You know, I won't leave it out, but I'll be willing to help. And we mentioned it to you guys in a, a zoom call and that's when uh and Eric said, Yeah, I think you should do it.
0: Set a date. And when when late. can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> go,
2: yeah. do it. And, mm-hmm.
3: uh, go ahead. Well yeah, so we decided to do this neighborhood party and a couple neighbors we had talked to kind of shot down our ideas, like could we do it? where could we do it? Could do it this person has a huge backyard, could we do it there? And they're like, No, they're not gonna be willing. And so we were kind of thinking, Okay, what can we do? We haven't lived here that long. So then Jared kind of enlisted other neighbors, like, let's just, the neighbors we know that we know their emails, let's talk to them. And they all had really good ideas. And so we planned, a couple of them had this cul-de-sac. So we planned to do it in this cul-de-sac on this certain day. And the kids and I and Jared went out and passed out flyers. How many houses do you think? About 150. 150 flyers to like just on their doors and we talked to people along the way if they're outside and put some up on our mailboxes and things and then um just had people help you know some people did chairs some people did table you know just different parts of it we we didn't want to be the ones that were i don't know what the word like oh look at the wingers, it's what they're doing. So we put our other neighbor's phone number as the one to RSVP.
2: Also because it doesn't really enjoy phone calls. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah, you gotta play to All your strengths.
0: <laughs> well, how did I you... Did give
2: her the, like, Do you to, Do you want to be the, the person to do, take the RSVP? He's like no. <laughs> no.
3: So <laughs> but... our other neighbor was like yeah I'll do it because her house was in the cul de sac, so it just seemed more. And she seems to, she
2: seems seems to know a lot of people in the
3: neighborhood. Yeah. So anyway, then the day of the Event, it was just potluck. We just said, Come bring something to share. We had some games and some portable fire pits, and we really thought no one is gonna come except the people on this email that are bringing something, mm-hmm. but that was wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah, what did we say? I think there I was, think it was 160 people that showed up. Yeah, or, uh, over 100. Over 100, 160. No, I think it was over 100 people that showed up, and everyone was just really excited to be there. And there was at least, I don't know, 10 other homes that said, Oh, we can't make it that night, but we're so glad you're doing this. We really want to do it again. Let us know when the next
3: one is. And And they all said they've been waiting for it. Like we've been wanting to connect with people, but we didn't know how and everyone was just really enthusiastic about it. And by the end saying, okay, when's the next one? When Mm. are we doing a spring fall or, you know, like as if it's just going to happen every twice a year and,
2: so, yeah. So spring, spring's just around the corner. So we need to start planning the, the next oh. neighborhood party. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. I'm like, when it. is it? Well, let's put it on the calendar. Let's get the flyers. Out.
1: <laughs> okay. That actually brings me to a question that I want to ask, which is, you know, Emily mentioned that there has been some gaps between some of the bigger steps and there's a lot of steps still to take. And, and, you know, and we worked together for a chunk of months, but there's still a lot of ground that you guys want to cover. And so, I think you talk to us a little bit about how you've how you feel like you've got staying power with this process. Cause a lot of times it it's easier for us to get going. I mean, this podcast will probably air like mid-February, and that's like the graveyard of New Year's resolutions.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: like six weeks and and so everyone else, you know, everyone that's made a New Year's resolution, they have some momentum, so there's enthusiasm at getting out of the gates, and then you know, halfway through your winter, you're like, ah, you know, whatever. And, and you usually
0: halfway through January.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) For the, for the long haul New Year's resolution, people, February is the graveyard of, of (laughs) dreams. But, but, but you guys are, you know, and we, I don't have the up to the minute latest from you guys, but talk to us a little bit about how you've, the steps you've taken and the processes that you have that are helping you continue to move forward even after we we've we're know, not our, we're not doing zoom sessions together be, you know we're happy to be here today but anyway can you talk a little bit about that
3: yeah, you to, yeah sure
2: um yeah one of the things that i think you guys helped us create was a pattern of having a, a weekly business meeting and uh, so we would every every sunday we wouldn't have our business meeting but we put it on the calendar we put it, like what what day this week is gonna work, and I am. I wanted to make it a regular Tuesday, Wednesday at this time. Just no, our our schedule doesn't work like that. We just need to make sure look at the look at the week from the beginning of it and, and put it on there. So, so you have an appointment to
1: make the appointment. That's
2: right. I love it. Every, every every Sunday we make an appointment for some time that we're gonna have a discussion that week, whether it's uh, going out to lunch and talking or just you know having having time when we're dropping off kids somewhere and take 20 minutes to discuss what, what each of us is, is working on and how that's going.
3: And I think, I mean, maybe this is a little more of what's next, but we've just been recently talking about this plan is multi-year plan. You know, this is going to take a long time. And in the meantime, we were saying, you know, these neighborhood party was so fun. Maybe we need to think of a portable version of this that we can practice. And so, I feel like that's, even though we're still working on the big picture, this is like a littler one that maybe we could see results more. And so we're kind of thinking, you know, how could we make this portable that other neighborhoods could do it that you don't have to have a big venue? and Maybe we kind of work on that while we're working on this other big
2: Yeah. Because we're definitely we're definitely still in the creation process of you know content, we get this kind of venue, You, what, what is going to be the content? Of it? what's going to make it different? What's going to make people want to come here and connect where they don't connect at a you know city park? What's what's the difference? So, so we're definitely still developing that and having you know um, just educating ourselves. I think moving forward, we're education is a focus, making sure that we're learning. You know how to build these kind of things, and connecting. So education, connection, connecting with people that are are in the same frame of mind and have similar dreams that we can we can um, incorporate with and, and um, that are supportive and you know help us help us build something. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think just talking about it keeps it going because even just last night I was at an event and tell i don't know how it came up but i was telling a lady there about it and she was like oh my gosh we're trying to put together something she has a autistic child um and she said there's a whole group in our community that's so isolated we can't do anything in the community and if you could incorporate that in your happy place a way that was safe for you know special needs or autistic family members to go and not worry about their safety or not worry you know have different sensory things. And so that kind of got me good thinking like, Oh, we hadn't really thought about that group of the community. And yeah, same. I, go ahead.
2: Same thing. When I was talking to um, the COO, he, he was saying he's, he's retired and he, he sees this need for people that are, are retired, the elderly population that they don't, you know, they don't have this sense of connection or this, uh, this, this place for connection. And, you know, I think when we started this, it was, we were all thinking about, how can we help families be more connected? That's the stage of life we were in. We had families, and we're, that was our focus. Okay, what what can we do to strengthen families? And that's I think that's still important. But we're learning so many other uh, subgroups, um, you know, different pockets that of people that uh, that we hadn't considered before uh, as 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 being in a, in a special need bracket, I guess, for for something like this. So see, there's there's definitely a benefit for uh, a wide spectrum of uh, populations.
1: So as you're meeting you, the two of you meet weekly and as you continue to talk about it, new ideas for how it could evolve, open up. It sounds like you're meeting people that can additional people that can help or resources and just that it continues to grow, even though, um, there's there's a lot that's what I'll call underground that's just you know the root systems are are building themselves and you may not have a lot ab- above ground just yet but but it's it's continuing to get nourished
0: but i also think this is so genius what you're talking about essentially taking your block party and creating some kind of template that you can replicate in other neighborhoods around the area first it's going to be hitting that dream of helping people connect immediately And it's also going to kind of train them up to be doing those kind of things, right? And then as you are in the community doing this work, it will just be the natural and obvious progression as the happy place emerges and unfolds and rises from the dust from the riverbank. Um, And that everybody will know what it is. Like at the same time as you're serving them, you're helping them know what to expect in the future. So to me, it's all this like, fully integrated like adding value the whole way through and it's also like preparing your client base or your community base to to be ready to receive what you're building for them and this larger in this larger way so i just think it's it's so genius you guys are on such a good path
2: oh thank
1: you okay so so here's uh and maybe we kind of start to wrap things up with this question. I, I asked you earlier about the conversation that you might have with current you, version of you, and previous version of you. This is another duality question. What's the difference in the feeling between talking about it and doing it? mm how does that feel in your in yourselves, perhaps in your relationship, in your home? You know, just talk about that. Because both have both have challenges.
2: Yeah. Um I would say for me, whenever, you know, I shared this dream with Tiff years ago and, and she would bring it up, so what how what are we gonna do about this? And i would it would kind of just give me a sense of dread or <laughs> I haven't done anything about it. I don't know what to do about it. So I just had a feeling of, uh, I don't really want to talk about it.
3: I didn't share with you.
2: <laughs> didn't want to be held accountable this. Um, so doing it, you know, definitely gives us uh, a sense, for me, a sense of confidence, you know, that we are moving forward. We've made steps and, you know, this, this is starting to become an inevitability, uh, an inevitability. It's a lot of
1: syllables. <laughs> It's
2: becoming inevitable that, that something will happen. Some will, some fruit will be um, come to bear from from these efforts. So it's after talking with so many people, I've got a lot of a lot of connections that are helping and keeping me accountable. That you know, I, tonight's my first Parks and Rec meeting. where I'm going there. Hey, this evening. All right. So yeah, that's one of the one of the things that uh, that we're working on to help move forward and that's um so that's a that's a fun step i want to hear how that
1: goes
3: yeah yeah it's like official now but i think too i keep telling jared and even not just with this dream but even just saying yes to other things along the way like i feel like we're just becoming more of our true self because like jared said he would just dread it before and now when we were in Guatemala and he was working with these groups of people and he was just so alive. I feel like he just felt alive. And I feel like that's, that's what it's like. Whenever we start to feel stuck or frustrated, we know that we've kind of gotten off the path a little bit like, okay, we're starting to let doubts or whatever creep in. And, and when we're actually doing it, it just feels more like who you're supposed to be. Like you're letting your real self, come out
2: and just be alive. Yeah. It's about growing into that potential that, you know, you have, but Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you just feel stuck and don't know how to get there.
1: That's so great guys. That's so great. Um, I have a quote that I want to share that you sent me from Christopher Reeve. Uh, But, and and I think we might want to end there. And so before we get there, is is there anything else else, Emily, that you want to ask or anything else that you guys want to talk about?
0: Um, Like what advice would you give to someone with a big vision, but no map for how to get there? Maybe you were counseling them. They came to you. Uh,
2: My advice would be to share it, um, you know, to share it with, with people that can encourage you and, and be a kind of a um,
3: cheerleader.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely a cheerleader for sure. But also kind of a, um, personal trainer you know Mm. I think that's kind of how I saw you guys as we were working with you as our our personal trainers like you know that I'm going to (laughs) go mostly for the physique but also
1: no No, no.
2: (laughs) but also just you know you held us accountable we we knew that we had that appointment we knew that we you you were like hey I think you can do something we can push you to do something more so I think that was so helpful uh, as far as our growth was just to get us in the habit of doing it and also encouraging us to take the next step, those big steps, and believing that, you know, you can, we could do big steps and, um, and having, having that, that appointment that, you know, we're, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what you've done and, and you're going to be, and even when we felt like we hadn't done a whole lot, you guys were so great to find those, those little wins that, you know, you guys were Little things that we didn't consider. We're like, big we're really deals. like, we're going to
3: talk about this week. We haven't done anything, and then we're after like, talking, be like, oh, we no, actually did awesome. do a lot. It's, <laughs> it's, you
0: guys
2: are so excited about little things that we did. Like, oh, yeah. that's cool.
0: Well, you could <laughs> tell, like, that the mindset was shifting. You know, well, and
1: it's so easy, and, and Emily and I struggle with this, which is why we even we have coaches uh, from time to time because we are blind to our own progress so often. And I think one of the things that the four of us talked about. Um, this is Dan Sullivan uh, who's an author and and teacher and he talks about the gap and the gain. And so often we're looking for when we're the ones that are doing it, we're looking forward at all the things that are yet yet to be done, yet to be resolved, yet to be figured out. And we very seldom look backwards and see how far we've come. And sometimes we just need another person who's not us to point out, Hey, turn around and see how far you've come. And we loved being that for you guys to be like, you know, you, you know, we haven't talked for a few weeks and we get in a session. We're like, look at all the stuff that you've done because it's, it's just hard for us is we're, we're the same way. It's hard for us to see all the progress and you guys just did such an amazing job and, and you made it easy
0: (laughs) (laughs) to to find those nuggets. It's so awesome when you're willing to work together because then you have that built-in accountability buddy, right? I loved how you said it was great to get on, to like get the vision laid out, start to um, crystallize it a little bit, get a vision lock, and develop the habit of accountability. So I loved the time we're like, we can keep working with you, but we also, you have these habits in place. We call them setting your autopilot, right? You have set it up so that you are self-propelling, right, between each other and then now all these other people that you're in in contact with who share the vision so that's so fun I love I love it
1: and 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 I'll say this that also um one of the reasons we wanted when we invited you guys to talk you were kind of like oh we haven't done anything yet (laughs) you you know (laughs) you haven't finished you haven't finished the big thing well I'll say two things hopefully what we hope everyone gets out of coaching with us or, you know, whatever we share is that you guys get some, you know, you have something, a system or some skills that you can apply over and over and over again throughout your lives on different things that you want to do. Because I know the happy place isn't your only dream. And you guys have said you have other ones. And, and the idea for all of us is that once we do one thing, we feel capable and confident to do the other thing. And then the other thing, and that it's never just a one-off. It's kind of like, like you said, you know, I I love the personal trainer examples. Like the goal isn't to just get in shape once. (laughs) The goal is to get in shape and stay in shape and become stronger and agile and flexible so that our bodies can do more and more things. And so, so I think one, that this will just be the first. And, uh, the other thing I was going to say is that you're not there yet. You talked about it being the messy middle. And, uh, did you have something you wanted to chime in with?
0: Oh, I was just going to say, you talked about everything that we offer, whether it's in coaching or not. I mean, for me, even the reason that we named this podcast, what could go right. So even if somebody sees it, but doesn't listen to it, they will take away like a tool they can use just by reading the title is like, what if I thought about that question for a while? Like, even if they don't peek inside, we're trying to be like, offer a little something.
1: (laughs) So Tiffany, you sent us this quote. And I can't remember, I don't have the the text in front of me, but I have the picture of the quote, but it was kind of, you'd had a win that day. Hmm. And so you might need to refresh my memory, but it says, so many of our dreams at first seem impossible. Then they seem improbable. And then when we summon the will, they soon become inevitable. Christopher Reeve, the original Superman. So first of all, I love that you have this written up. It looks like on a board in your home. Is that, is that right? Yeah. And uh, what does this quote mean to you? And, and, uh, you know, how does it help you and your family?
3: I don't know, it feels like it's exactly our journey because in the beginning it was just like, oh, we have this crazy idea, it'll never happen, but maybe we'll just like do something. And then it, you know, as we move forward, it was just like, okay, probably something will happen we don't know what but probably something will happen and now we don't even doubt it i mean the vision may change because i feel like you have to be able to adapt but now it's just like we know we know something's going to happen with this dream um because we're doing things we're gonna make it happen and i feel like everything's just kind of that way in life that you just You just have to change, I guess, believe in yourself. You just have to believe that you can really do it if you want to. If that's something, whatever it is you want to do, just make it happen. Once you put those steps in place, then it's just like a snowball effect. It just starts rolling, and you really can't stop it. At this point, too many people know about this, and it would be hard to actually go back and be like never mind. We decided we're not
1: doing this. You're strapped to the front of this train. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. yeah, it's going. It's, it's like, a good feeling. There's no brakes. So I
1: love the snowball. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Tiffany, Jared. Any any thoughts from you?
2: Uh too many. Uh, I probably could talk too much. <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it's been a it's been a great journey and. Uh, I, I'm really grateful for all of the inspiration and the encouragement from you guys. And, you know, it's, it's been great to, to be able to just incorporate this pattern into our lives of, of seeing, envisioning a dream, making it become a reality and to see the, the blessings that, that flow from, from the, real, the realization of that, those dreams
0: that's awesome anyway, is there hey else yeah i just say? i mean here at the end you you're you're on your way or you're underway or you're moving forward what are, are there any ways that people listening could follow or support you or is there anyway
3: uh, our, big thing, our big thing right now is we're like we got to figure out a better name than the happy place because it's taken too many times <laughs> online so like we have a different spelling or at some point we'll have the actual name that Yes, yeah, so we people don't. People can follow us. Good, the happy
0: place. Web- oh, okay. <laughs> no, okay. I, yeah. The happy place.io. Yeah,
2: tip post things on Instagram under. You
3: know, Winger Way. Winger
2: Way. Yeah. Winger Way. Um, Our
0: neighborhood.
3: We want to do that a little bit more. It's just when we do stuff like that, just post because several people contact us, right? Can you show us how to duplicate that and redo it? And like, yeah, we should make. Put a form together or something so so yeah, yeah i think that's probably the.
1: well we we story. have a huge following in central washington so we're
0: just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so no we're no, hey but,
0: but we will definitely put that we'll put winger way in the show notes so if anybody wants to reach out and say I have some expertise or I know someone who does, or I'm a retired civil engineer and this is my dream. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, We can just like put it in there. If you're listening and you want to join the fight against loneliness, then yeah. like help Jared and Tiffany figure it out. And then they can duplicate the plan and send it to your town.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Any artists out there want to create a rendering? I'll send you our, our slideshow. <laughs> you can
1: Oh man! Yep, I love it. What
0: Artists, you... architects. Um,
1: yeah, what do you need help with? Let's, let's make the let's make the wish list right here. Who? <laughs> what do you need help with? Artists, rendering,
0: contractors, right. um, Yoga instructors, cooking teachers. <laughs> yeah, got it.
2: gotta There's have all the personnel. Lot Glamping yeah, experts,
0: list. maybe. Hashtag wanderlust influencers mm-hmm. who want to come speak at your glamp ground
3: <laughs> or want Definitely. us to come try out your glamp oh a hundred
0: percent
1: there you go yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, have... All, all we'll, we'll have
2: we'll have the Ortons come and do a a special presentation there when when it's built yeah we, by the
0: waterfall we
1: just want to be at the ribbon cutting ceremony <laughs> and get a get a free cookie yeah. or something that's
0: right no we're excited i'd be i'd love to come speak there to central Washington, the fulfillment of the dream.
1: Guys, thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you for being an inspiration to us. It's just been a joy and a delight to watch you go on this journey. And we've been honored to be at your side through part of it. And we know there's a lot to come, but really, um, it's been fun, you know, zooming like this through, through coaching and sailing with you guys. We had a great time in Mexico and, and now talking. And so, um, I hope that our, our paths continue to cross, that we stay in touch and uh, anything that we can do to help get the word out about what you're doing and, and whether, and anyway, just know that we're on your team and we're cheering for you.
0: Yeah. Let us know. And you can, when you get your website up, you can post this podcast episode on there.
3: <laughs> That's right. yeah, for sure. We'll do the follow-up in a few years. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Perfect. Hey guys, thanks for listening. What could go right? Hey, it's Eric. Thanks for listening. Tiffany and Jared mentioned a bunch of stuff that, was helpful to them, and we want to make sure that if it can be helpful for you, you know you know where to find it. In the show notes, you're going to find links for all these things. First, they mentioned our book, Seven at Sea, where we share the story about how we lived on a sailboat for a year with our five kids. You can get a copy of that there on Amazon or wherever good books are sold. Secondly, they mentioned the book, Knock, The Spiritual Journey of a Door-to-Door Salesman. This is the story that I wrote that kicks off the day after we got back from living on a sailboat, and it's really how The magic began in our lives in terms of change and transformation and how living on a sailboat affected the coming years for our for our whole family and for myself personally so you can check that out also she mentioned the navigator framework course this course is now only available inside our private coaching course or program that said because tiffany mentioned it we want to make it available to you for the very very low price of one dollar So for right now, if you're listening to this podcast anytime before midnight of March 20th, 2024, you can go on and get the entire Navigator Framework course for $1 for one day. That's it. You get a sneak peek. So take a look at everything that you want for just $1. Go check that out for even less than a dollar. You can hop on a discovery call with myself or Emily, get 30 minutes of free coaching where we would love to help you discover what's possible in your midlife. So there's that link also in the show notes to follow up with everything that Jared and Tiffany are doing at the happy place. You can go to Instagram at neighboring underscore. Well, neighboring well with an underscore in between lastly, after coaching together, Jared and Tiffany went sailing with me in the Mexican Riviera in the sea of Cortez, and I want to share a clip with you from that trip. We're sailing back. It's the last day we're about to arrive at the dock and end our trip in about 30 minutes. And so they share some of their takeaways from that experience. And I wanna share that with you. So enjoy.
2: I think some of the highlights was the snorkeling. Beautiful yeah. fish we got to see. I mean, the weather's been perfect. It's the Temperature of the water has been amazing. The clarity of the water has been amazing. It's been Really, I didn't expect it to be as good as it is. It's really. Really surprised how beautiful it is.
3: And even just to like get up, walk out of your room, jump in the water, you know, like be outdoors right outside your room. Just like, I have so many adventure choices within like jumping off the deck.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just very,
1: very free, just having that, that freedom just to do whatever you want to do. A top few things that you really want to remember from this trip what do you what do you want to take home
3: just the fact that we did it because then it makes it like well we could do other things that seem because when we wanted to do this I don't know how many years ago we wanted to do it and just the fact that like we decided and came out within a couple months you know it wasn't like we did this huge planning and all it was like let's just do it and so then it makes you think Man, we could really do like what else is there that we haven't you don't know you, put on the list that we yeah. could do.
2: And don't you think that was a lot about the mindset we were in? Yeah. Working, working with with you guys really helped us kind of open up our mind to what could go right. What, you know, let's let's not just say we can't do it. Let's see, maybe we can. How can we do it?
3: So it's almost like fun. A, almost <laughs> like a why
2: not? Like unless there's a really good reason why not, you know, let's
1: go for it if it's really something we want to do. Yeah. And if there was somebody else that you were talking to, that said, you know, like, hey, we're we're talking, we're thinking about doing this, what would you say? What would you tell them?
2: I'd say, go for it, do it. Like, don't, don't tell me why not, just, I mean, just, just go for it. If you really want
3: to, yeah, if it's something you really want to do. And I think the hard things about it were just as important as the really fun days. Like, you learn a lot about yourself, with what kind of things you struggle with, you know, getting out there or while you're here kind of tells you a lot and I feel like it's, and then it's even better to go home and be like, all right, I didn't like how I handled that, you know, what, how what do I want to work on or I really like that, I want to add more of that into my life, you know, so I feel like people just, it's just beneficial, just, not just like the week you're there, but then going home and moving forward, you know, the things that you learn and that you maybe would implement just in daily life, I think are important.